0: Hi there, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Pour It Out with Alana Beverly. I'm your host, Alana, and I'm super excited to have you join me today. First of all, I want to say I am so sorry uh, that I am a week behind posting this. Uh, We had some sickness in the family, and basically, long story short, um, I was busy taking care of kids and honestly just forgot to post this last week. So that is my mistake, I apologize for it, Um, but I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. This episode is one that is, um, it's very, very special to me, it's very personal to me because it's about something that I am super passionate about. Um it is we have Pastor Nikki Piper back on. Um she was on the last one, episode 54, and in that one she shared her story. And in this one, this is also a very unique podcast episode. It's one unlike I've ever done before. Um, if you remember several back I had my sister Jenny Beverly on and we did a two-parter where she shared her story one week. And then the following week, we kind of did a little, a little mini deep dive into worship. And um, I would say that this is comparable to that a little bit, but a little deeper dive. <laughs> uh, and it's into the prophetic. And, um, you know, prophecy is something I think is so misunderstood. And it's something that I am very passionate about. As I said, it's something I love so much. And at its core, at its simplest form, prophecy is is just hearing from God and speaking what he says. And it is such a beautiful gift. It is a gift of the spirit. It is biblical, it's in the Bible. Um, And I don't wanna say too much more because Nikki does a deep dive into it. This is not a preaching episode. She does give a little background, backstory. She gives some information about the prophetic, about what it is. But then she shares her experience. And so it's a continuation of her story and how she got into the prophetic. And then she shares some stories. We both kind of share our experiences with it a little bit. And it just was such a fun episode. And so i invite you to listen to this i know that there are going to be some people who listen to this and you've you've listened this far and you're like i don't believe in that i would challenge you to push through and listen to it anyway and just see what the lord does um i like i said it's it's something that is so special to me and so i really really am excited Uh, that she was able to able and willing to come and share about it so this is it is probably one of my favorite episodes that i've ever recorded and i think that you'll hear my excitement (laughs) through it because as we were talking i just it was like we were both like yeah yeah (laughs) and so um It's a really, really special one. So I'm going to stop talking and so you can get into it, Uh, but grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink and join us as we pour it out. Well, welcome back, Nikki. Hello, it's good to be back. Thank Thank you for inviting me. So this is part two of our conversation. And um, last week you talked about your story and kind of just gave us some insight into your journey and Um, and all of that and today we are going to um, dive into something specific which for you um, one of the things that you really flow in is the prophetic which Mm -hmm. is hearing the voice of God and Mm -hmm. communicating what he says Mm -hmm. and um, I know I personally have learned a ton from you over the years and I just wanted to have you talk about that today so to i want to talk about your journey with it and your story with learning and hear some stories that you have Mm -hmm. um but before we get into all that if you want to start us off with just kind of explaining the prophetic and what it for people who are like what even is that word all i know about prophecy is it's telling like events to come Mm -hmm. or um what do you mean hearing the voice of god does that happen does he speak to me does he only speak to you all the things so if you can just give us a brief overview of all of that and then we'll dive in yes
1: so um it probably is very misunderstood in the church and and in people they have a hard time understanding because maybe they didn't grow up with it it wasn't modeled um so we'll kind of start at the beginning so what is prophecy um there's a lot of different definitions if you would look online uh, people have really elaborate definitions sometimes very wordy definitions but Um, For me, I wanted to make it very simple so people could really understand. This is what it is in a nutshell. So in a nutshell, prophecy is basically hearing from God and speaking to to man. Hearing from God, speaking to man. And it's like, okay, well, what is that about? Well, the the reason we do that is first of all, as believers, we all have the ability to hear that. In In fact, the scripture tells us that we all can prophesy so that everyone will be encouraged. And secondly then whatever god speaks with you regarding someone we have the ability to share that with them now prophecy has kind of two uh two expressions i guess that that we can talk about is that it's forth telling and it's foretelling so there are people that have the ability to get a sense from the lord maybe hear the lord's voice in that inner voice of yours or whatever but um that will tell like future events what's going to happen uh, or, you know, I see this happening in the future. I see this happening, uh, but more common is certainly what we call forth telling, which is when you tell a truth and a truth is something where God showed me how much he loves you. And, and I see this rather than saying, oh, this is going to happen to you. And forth telling um, is by far the way that most people flow in the prophetic. Most people aren't up giving directions for the year or, you know, what's going to happen in 2024 or 2028 or whatever. Um, but we do want to encourage people. So prophecy is intended to encourage and build up. It says that we all can prophesy and it's for the purpose of edifying the church, edifying people, building them up. So edification, exhortation and comfort or edification is building somebody up. So your words when we prophesy is to build someone up. So that means that You're not rebuking them. You're not being harsh with them. You're not pointing out all their errors. Trust me, they already know their errors. Mm -hmm. We don't need to tell them. Mm -hmm. God knows them. They know them. We don't need to remind them of their errors. God's not wanting to remind them of the errors. And so, you know, we tell them the things that, that God is saying about how much he loves them and that he has good plans for them. And then we can begin to see, and we'll talk about the way God communicates, but sometimes we see in the spirit. Sometimes we feel things sometimes we hear that inner voice and uh, but it's for the purpose of strengthening that person and uh the scripture says that pr- the prophecy is for the purpose of edification exhortation or encouragement and comfort and so the word edify in edification in this passage and i want to share this because it's a beautiful picture but that word means to build up in the picture in your mind that you can create with that word build up edification is like a brick wall. So when God begins to speak a prophetic word, speaks it to you, and then you deliver it to that person that is building them up in their spirit life, building up their, their man, their, their uh, inner man. So building up strengthening and we do that so that the enemy has a harder time knocking us down Mm and coming against us because we can stand. Uh, the second word is exhortation or encouragement. And that means to stir up from a stagnant stage. And so when we speak a prophetic word, it has the ability in the spirit realm, in the spirit of this person to deep, deep down inside them and stir up the things of God that are in them. Paul said to Timothy, he said, stir up the gift of God that is inside of you. And so we understand that God deposits things. And that's a whole other teaching and a whole other topic. But God gives things to people. He deposits his love. He deposits gifts. He deposits his grace. He deposits his mercy in us. And oftentimes then when we give a prophetic word, it stirs that up. It brings that up to memory. It, it kind of recharges it, if you will. And the third word is comfort. And the comfort is the uh, a definition is the paraclete, which is what we call the Holy Spirit, how we refer to the Holy Spirit. In the Greek it was called the paraclete. And that means to come alongside link arms and go to battle. And so when you think about that, a prophetic word has the ability to build someone up, stir someone up and say, I'm coming along with you to fight and battle with you. You're alone. I'm, or you're not alone. I'm coming. I'm walking beside you. Mm-hmm. God is walking with you. This is God speaking. This is not Nikki speaking. This is not Elena speaking. He's speaking through us, but, but we are speaking, or he is speaking through us to them. And so it's God coming alongside. And uh, so those are the aspects of prophetic ministry that I believe that that the church and people should operate within those boundaries. Uh, prophetic ministry, prophecy is not weird. It's not scary. It's not flaky. It's not mystical. It's not magical. Um, it's not harsh. It's not commanding. It's not directional, so we don't tell people, you know, you're going to have five babies and you're going to be married to this person or that person. Those are things that God needs to speak to that person, uh, not us. And uh, and so those are the things that, that we stay within the boundaries because that's safety. Yeah. It's, uh, it's safety. It protects that person and it, it, it protects us. So we know in part and we prophesy in part. So we don't know it all. Yeah. Yeah. So God gives you word, but He doesn't ever give you the full picture. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Is that I have a piece, Elena, you have a piece, your listeners have a piece, and when we all bring that piece together, then it's a fuller picture of what God's yeah. expression of His love is.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, now that we know what it is, and you've explained that, let's go all the way back to the beginning. And um, I remember you telling us um that even as a little girl you mm-hmm. kind of knew like you there was there was this gift in you where you would just know things so can you talk about that a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. yes um it is true
1: and probably the first time i can probably remember what i would say that i kind of experienced the presence of god and, and maybe heard that inner voice i probably was about five years of, of age and um i can recall like just knowing things and and one of the things that that would happen is that um this is back in the day obviously when there was not cell phones and we had you know cell phone on the wall or cell phone on a desk or whatever but when the phone would ring i would tell my mother hey this is aunt Betty calling or whatever and i just had this sense it's like i sensed this was who it was like i felt it was like a knowing in my spirit And I I can describe a knowing in your spirit or a perceiving, almost like, how do you know that you're saved? How do you know that Jesus has really washed you clean? Because there's something inside of you that comes alive. Mm -hmm. And you know that you know, and no one can convince you otherwise, because you know that you know. Mm -hmm. And so there's a knowing that just happens. And so I just began to know things. And I would know when people were going to get sick. And I would know when, when, when harm was coming or danger was coming. And uh, and I can remember this one in time in particular, which led to the next part of the story. But one time in particular, my mother had um, purchased a gun. and for protection, we um, it was my mom and my sister and I. And we lived in a house out in the country. And so she purchased the gun for protection. And so um, I had a dream that night, and I probably was about probably nine or 10 at that time. And um, in this dream, I had a dream that my mother's father came to the house and said sissy her name is sue sissy called her sissy sissy have you shot your gun yet and she said no dad i haven't and he said well let's go outside and let's practice shooting it so in the dream they go outside i hear the gun go off and then i hear blood-curdling screams and then i woke up and i don't know what happened in that dream other than that because i woke up from that but um, when I woke up in the morning, that that really wasn't even a thought in my mind. You know, we have lots of dreams and sometimes dreams are from God. Sometimes they're just because we ate pizza last night mm-hmm. and we have indigestion or, you know, you watched a movie on TV and then you dream that you're in that movie. And uh, so anyways, it, it just so happened that the very next day, my grandfather came to our house and no lie, no lie, um, he said, sissy. Have you shot your gun yet?
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And my mom said, no, I haven't. And he said, well, let's go outside and let's practice and let's shoot it. And when he said that, being 9 or 10, I said, stop, papa, listen, mom, don't do this. And I told them about my dream. And I said, I don't know what's going to happen, but in this dream, I said, somebody was screaming. It was blood curdling. Something awful happened when you shot that gun. Do not shoot this gun. And as a little child, I was just like, you know, don't do this. This is scary. And they said, okay, we're going to do this. And they did not. And so when that happened, it kind of prompted my parents to be like, okay, what's, what, what is going on with this girl? Um, and so they took me to our pastor and I, and I had a lovely pastor and I had a lovely church that I grew up in, but they didn't operate in the gifts of the spirit. They were great with the word. So I... I cherish um, that upbringing because I really learned the scriptures. They were great in prayer. I really learned prayer, um, but they didn't flow. They didn't operate in in the gifts of the spirit of healing and, and deliverance and prophecy and those kind of things. And so they took me to my pastor to find out what was wrong with me, because surely something must be wrong with her. What in the world? How would she know this? Why, why does she know when the phone rings who's going to be on the phone? And none of us had an explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I would even think something must be wrong with me I must be really weird because I don't understand what this is from is this good or bad I really didn't know but I felt like in my heart it was good like I didn't feel bad intention certainly so they took me to the pastor and they explained to the pastor what happened and his explanation was oh well your daughter has ESP now for those of you that are over (laughs) or under under 50, you might not know what ESP is. But back in the day in the 70s and, and early 60s and 70s, there was something called extrasensory perception, ESP. And basically, it was the world's explanation of knowing things. And so we would say that, oh, they have ESP, meaning that they didn't credit that as a gift from God, or that God was communicating, it was just something that you grabbed up out of the out of the atmosphere, or maybe, you know, it was some magical gift that you received or something. And uh but but the interesting thing is is that in the church they didn't even recognize this is a gift from God. Yeah. It just like, well yeah that is kind of weird. So we'll give it the world's explanation mm-hmm. and not God's explanation. Mm-hmm. And so that that was eye opening to me as a child. I just thought, okay, well I ESP'd I'm weird. I'm I'm strange. I don't know why this is And so it was very long time, many years growing up, that I had these things occur just on a very regular basis in my life. And I just thought, I'm weird. This is strange. I don't know what's wrong with me, because because if my pastor can't tell us, if he doesn't have an explanation, then I certainly don't have an explanation.
0: Did um, you have other times like that, um, sorry to interrupt go ahead. did you have other times like that where, like when you had that dream and you were like, don't do that, did you have other times like that where it was like you would know things and be able to stop it, like stop bad things? Yes, yes.
1: Like there were times when, um, when we say we were going to be getting in a car and go somewhere and I would feel an impression that like, no, this is danger, we should not do this. And and um and i would say to my mother i would say i don't think we should go right now i think we should wait five minutes or ten minutes and and the amazing thing was is that had we been on that road later on we would discover that they had a very serious accident there was a very serious accident on that road and it was a good chance that had we been going at that exact time that could have been us in a car accident so those kind of things happen very frequently in my yeah. life of just don't do this or, or we should do that and my parents they believed in me you know they loved me and they would listen to what i would say um and i didn't say weird things it was just always those kind of things you Mm -hmm. know i wasn't predicting the future in the sense of like oh in 2025 this is going to happen or anything like that it was day-to-day things yeah and that makes sense because god speaks to us where we are about what we're doing and that's how my journey uh, began and how i began to recognize this thing that I thought was this worldly thing of extrasensory
0: perception was really a gift from God. Yeah. So you shared with us last week when you were telling your story um, of kind of that that moment where, you know, you came to yourself and you had that encounter, that amazing encounter with the Lord Mm -hmm. and, you know, just things that, you know, when you were like, you had this encounter and things that you didn't even believe started yes, happening yes, to you yes. and um like you started speaking in tongues and you were like I don't um, even believe in this yes. but it, and so <laughs> <will do> not? <laughs> and so I'm assuming I'm guessing that that's when kind of the door to the spiritual thing the spiritual gifts of God mm-hmm. and things kind of swung open yes. so is that when you started learning about
1: yes prophetic sin yes. yes i mean when we understood prophecy and but we always understood it in the context of the old testament there were old testament prophets that spoke on behalf of god and and but all that really we believed growing up that all the new uh, that all those things in the new testament died out so people didn't really hear from god god didn't really do healings god didn't really do miracles anymore god didn't really speak to his people personally uh, as he did in the old testament and so for me, when I was filled with that spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit, and had that encounter with God, as I said last week, something like clicked inside of me. It came alive for the first mm-hmm. time. And and then I began to pursue, like, what is this? And, and then I started really reading scripture. And I started reading the New Testament. <laughs> and I can remember getting to 1 Corinthians. And for those of you listening, if you want to know a lot about what the Bible says about prophecy in today's modern world in today's, not in the Old Testament, but in how we operate today in the church, in your personal life, you need to read 1 Corinthians specifically, chapters 12 and 14, because it talks about prophecy. Mm-hmm. It lays it out that we all can do this. We all have the ability to hear God's voice. We all have the ability to speak encouragement to someone. And when I started reading that, it was like a light bulb came on and it's like, oh my gosh, I wasn't crazy. Oh my gosh. There wasn't something wrong with me. Oh my gosh, this wasn't the world's doing. This was God's doing. And it was so liberating uh, to me to see like, wow, this was God all along. And I didn't even know it. Like, I didn't know that you could do those things. I didn't know that that was okay because no one ever told me that it was, Yeah, you know? And so it was very liberating and it set me on a path of pursuit of understanding what God had placed inside of me and and not just me but really what i think he places inside of all his body but it began a pursuit of that of learning about it and uh and and practicing it like really freely operating in it which was very new yeah (laughs) because i always told my mom
0: before (laughs) (laughs) so did you tell did you tell pastor mark like hey okay so i and prophetic like this is a thing and this is this is what i've been doing all my life and is that how it kind of kickstarted, or was there someone else that really kind of led you in it or did you have a leader or was it just something that you kind of found and you took to him and mm-hmm. the two of you mm-hmm. flushed it out together or how did that go uh
1: so i didn't have a leader no um but i did have a husband and he had known those things about me because we've been married for mm, a few years by that time. So he knew that I had those abilities. And honestly, he wasn't filled with the spirit until a few months or maybe a year or so before I was in in regard to that. So he we grew up in the same church. Mm-hmm. And so for him, he kind of believed the same thing I did that mm-hmm. all that kind of didn't really operate in today's world. It was all Old Testament and that God really didn't speak to us like that. He would speak to our hearts, but not for the purpose of then sharing it to somebody in a prophetic word. And so he was used to me doing that in our private life, and I would know things with him. I would just say things like, oh, this is gonna happen, and you know, you're gonna get this bill today, or, or somebody's gonna call today, and, and those kind of things. So he was used to that. But when that began, I began to expand the practice of that. So in our church, I began, to start prophesying a little bit. Like I, like I would be talking in a conversation just like you and I are having, and God would just begin to give me things and I would just begin to share those. And so as I started doing that, um, Mark recognized that in me and, uh, and recognized that it was from the Lord, that this isn't just some weird thing. My wife isn't crazy. This is from God. And, uh, and he encouraged me. We read the scriptures. We read that, yes, this is, this is what God says that we should all be doing. In fact, every believer should be hearing from God and then being able to speak to someone to bring them encouragement. It's very simple in the simplest of terms. But but those small little words that you say have the power to create life and hope mm-hmm. and peace in that person when you speak it out. It just isn't a feel-good message, but it's a message from God that does, not turn, make them feel good, but... But it's just, but it's a, a word spoken directly to them that means something to them, if that makes sense. And um, so he obviously recognized that that ability in me and began to encourage me as I stepped out and began to use it first privately, like just like you and I, like we would sit and talk and I would have a word and I would say, and I never like um, impose that upon people. I just wouldn't like just blurt out, oh, God says to you. Because you don't have to say that. And I would say things like this, like, Elena, I just feel like God's showing me this. Or I feel like God's speaking this to you. And I want to share this with you. It's like God's just showing this in, in my heart. And I want to tell you about this. And, um, and so it became very natural to do that. And as I did that, it would, was always on a personal level like that. And then it became more um, on a public forum, meaning like in the church, like that I would sometimes have prophetic words for the church. And um, and those kind of things. And so that's kind of how that developed. Now, it is interesting because I didn't have a mentor. I've never had a mentor. Um, I suppose my husband would be what I would call the closest thing to a mentor that I had. And um, and I I encourage people to have mentors. I mentor a lot of people as well. And uh, so I'm not opposed to that. But there was never anybody in my life that was like me in that time that I could go to and listen to those things and learn those things. So um, during that time, I felt like the Lord said, um, Do not read a bunch of books on prophecy. And there's nothing wrong with reading books on prophecy. Right. I've read many since then. But in that time, I felt like the Lord said, Don't read any books. Don't read articles. Um, we didn't have internet back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but He did say, But read what my word says and learn through what I said. And that's what I did. Wow. I just learned on my own. And, and, it, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't tell people to do that necessarily. In fact, I have a school that I train people to, to hear the voice of God and and to recognize, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I, I train them how to recognize they are hearing the voice of God. They are hearing just oftentimes we don't know this is God speaking. We think it's just the thought that occurred to us.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so interesting. (laughs) And it's, what's interesting to me is, um, my story is similar. Mm. Not completely, but just a little bit. Like, I can remember being a little kid. and Because I remember when you would tell the the story, I would think, oh, my gosh, that happened to me too. Like, I can just remember, like, for me, it was the phone calls. And then it would be, I would randomly think about somebody Mm -hmm. that I had not seen in a long, long time. And then we would go to the grocery store and we would run into them. Yes, or they would knock on your door. Yes, and I would be like oh my gosh, I was just (laughs) thinking about you this morning. And it just was the weirdest thing. And and it still happened, I mean, even now, where I will think of somebody and I've, you know, as I've grown like now, I'll text them and I'll say something. But a lot of times it's, they'll show up. And I'm like, oh my Mm -hmm. goodness, I haven't seen you in five years. What are the chances that I thought of you first thing this morning and now you're here? and not in a tip it wasn't like oh well we go to church together so of course i'm gonna run into them it was like i haven't seen them in five years there's i we don't have anything in common we would literally be at the post office or at the store and we'd run into them (laughs) and i'd be like just this weird now the difference is i didn't tell anybody Mm -hmm. because i was like this is so weird (laughs) and i don't know what this is but i just would have this and every now and then i would tell the person like that is the weirdest thing I was thinking about you. But a lot of times it was just this really weird feeling I had of like, how did, okay, that that's weird, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I grew up in a church that it was, um, it wasn't taught against or anything. I just don't remember mm-hmm. it ever even being Amazing. talked about, period. And so then when I was um, in high school, College. um, I started going to a different church, and they flowed in this, and that's where I got my first prophetic word, Mm -hmm. and it was just um, from then I started learning about it. And for me, my personality is I have always loved to encourage people. Mm -hmm. I I have loved that it is you're the queen of encouragement. I, you know, being at a church a lot of times in church world, you think that the people that are gift quote quote gifted are Mm -hmm. the ones that can preach and the ones that lead worship. Yes. And if you don't do, yeah. And if you don't do those two things, then you really don't have a whole lot to offer. And so as I started learning about this and like, Oh, this is, this is a thing. This is something. And, and I started reading in first Corinthians and things. And I was like, Oh, this is like a gift. Mm -hmm. Like it's Mm -hmm. something that, Oh, okay. Like I think I have this. And, um, And it just made me feel, it was like that thing that was like, oh, you have something to offer. You have something to give to people. And that's important. That's not just, oh yeah, you're a good encourager. But it was like, there's power behind that. And there's significance in that. And that was something that really, it shifted things for me and Mm -hmm. it changed things for Mm -hmm. me. And so, um, you know, then we ended up at Open Door and I got to, um, which we'll talk about the school in here in just a little bit, but I got the opportunity to go. And it was actually, I remember you saying like, this is the, well, I had watched people go before me. Mm -hmm. My sister Jenny went and I had some friends that went. And I remember when Jenny went, we were working at the Y together and every, I think it was on Mondays Mm -hmm. and every Tuesday morning, I would be like, okay, tell me everything, (laughs) tell me everything. And she would tell me all the stories Mm -hmm. and all of the things. And Um, and I just kind of like lived it through her and I was like, Lord, I just want to do this so bad. Please Mm -hmm. open a door. And, um, and he did. And so a few years later I got to do it and it was the very last class that you taught. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I say it changed my life, like it legitimately changed my life Mm -hmm. because it gave, um, it gave me a deeper sense of purpose Mm -hmm. and just this validation of like, no, you do have something. And it's something that I put in you a long, long time ago. And so there's a lot to that, that I relate to because I'm like, yeah, that was me. Like that was knowing things and not knowing why I knew things and it being this weird thing. But now I see, you know, as I've gone through the training and as I've done that, when I get that person on my heart, first thing in the morning, and I send Mm -hmm. a message, Mm -hmm. like it's, i needed that right then at yes, that moment yes, like yes, yes and just how life-giving it is and how mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. it is so um i love it oh, I, I love, love you it
1: saying that thank you i'm, I'm humbled that that uh, you say those things that, that that kind of stirred you up in my school i appreciate that and and uh and she does actually people she does she operates in this gift a lot and she's even on our prophetic team at, at our church open door and uh and probably many of you that are listening have been blessed by the gift flowing through Elena. Oh, thank you. And uh, I want to talk about those gifts because you know, I know people probably think like, Oh, I don't think I have any gifts. And uh, I don't think God can use me. You, you even talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I used to think that I used to think that I'm a no value because I don't play the piano. I don't sing I'm the pastor's wife. And I'm, you know, I don't do any of the things that pastor's wives do. And, um, Uh, It was frustrating to me to feel like, okay, I have a I have a a place in the church, but I have no nothing to offer, like you said, and uh, it's liberating is the best way to describe it. It's like it fits. It's like, yes, this something's been missing in my life. Mm -hmm. And now it's like I put a definition around it. And now I can understand it and actually begin to operate in it as you do. Yeah, and that's um, very freeing for people, and such a blessing. And and you know, you may be sitting here listening right now, or driving in your car and listening, and thinking, "Oh, well, yeah, that's for them. Yeah, she's a the pastor's wife, and Elena loves everybody. She's always an encouragement." So yeah, and but but you might be thinking that's not for me, but but that's not true because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit distributes gifts mm-hmm. at God's discretion, at who He wants to. He puts gifts inside of us and there's different levels of gifting. There's different um, ways those giftings are expressed. So the way that prophecy comes out of you is probably different than the way it comes out of me and different from another person that's listening to us that that operates in that gift.
0: I wanna interrupt this conversation really, really quick to highlight four local businesses here in Chillicothe, Ohio, who have partnered with me and who have been absolutely incredible uh, to work with during my podcasting journey homely and credit union roast coffee sweet william blossom boutique and maggie and me candle company have been amazing when i tell you they have been amazing i mean they have been amazing they have come alongside me they have encouraged me they have believed in me they have cheered me on and they have just Blessed me abundantly in my podcasting journey. And so I just want to stop and say thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am working on something um, to be able to share more about each of them over these next few months. But today I just wanted to pause and say thank you. All four of them are located online. You can look them up and then go support them. Go support them. Go go love on them, go appreciate them. And, um, when you do be sure to let them know that Elena sent you and stay tuned because I have, uh, some special things that I'm working on these next few months with them. So that is all for now. Let's get back into the conversation.
1: So I just want to emphasize again that, you know, God gives gifts to everybody and whether you feel like you have gifts or not, I promise you have gifts inside of you and maybe you've never discovered them. Maybe no one's ever even noticed them. Maybe they've never been activated, if you will, kind of brought to life in a sense to where you can use them. But God gives us gifts, not for our benefit, but for the benefit of someone else. Yeah. And like the gift of prophecy being able to prophesy, if you will. It's for the purpose of someone else. It's not about the person giving the word, it's not about the prophesier, it's not about, ooh, look at me, I'm awesome, look, I'm hearing from God and I'm gonna tell you something. None of that, that's not the spirit, that's not the mindset, that's not the heart of God of prophecy. The heart of God of prophecy is all about Jesus. In fact, it says that the spirit of prophecy is a testimony of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So the very thing about prophecy is all wrapped up in Christ and, and what he did. And so when we speak that word, it is as though you're bringing Jesus into the equation. And I promise that everyone has those gifts. And, And you might say, Well, you know, I can do that a little bit. Well, do it a little bit. And I think there's something called maybe let me distinguish that there's some different levels maybe of gifting maybe that might help is that there's a role or um, like a role where everyone can do it so for instance that you might not be called to be an evangelist where you travel around and go preach at revivals but you can evangelize somebody meaning if you're at the YMCA working out and someone's on the treadmill next to you and they're crying and you say, oh, what's going on? And then, you know, they begin to tell you their life story. And then before you know it, you're leading them to Jesus. So in that moment, you have the role of an evangelist, even though you're not you're not traveling around the world or you're not standing on a, on a platform with a microphone in hand. So there's what we call the role. And then the gift is where God specifically puts that gift inside of you. And, um, and, and I believe that we all have the ability to do that. There's something called the prophethood, is what I call it, the prophethood of the believer means that, meaning that we all have the ability to hear God's voice. He keeps saying that over in scripture is that you all may prophesy. Now that doesn't mean you all prophesy in different levels of authority or different levels of gravity of that word. But but when we stick to encourage edifying comfort, then that means that, yes, you have the ability, right. all of us to do that. And then the last role, I suppose we would call, or we can say that it is the office of prophet, which is, Um, it's a gift. The Bible says that when Jesus ascended into heaven that he gave gifts to men and those gifts are pastor, teacher, evangelist, apostle, and prophet. And um, the purpose of those is not so that everybody can think they're a big shot Mm -hmm. or that they're all that or to think that, wow, they're really something. The purpose of those gifts, if you would read on, it says it's for the purpose of the equipping of the saints mm-hmm. for the work of ministry until we all come into the full knowledge and we grow into the fullness of christ so what that says is that if you're a pastor or teacher an evangelist a prophet or an apostle and all those things are inactive today they are active today not inactive they are active today and if that is your role if that's what you do if that's your calling if you will it's for the purpose of equipping other people What's equipping mean? Well, most people probably think it means like, okay, well, it's like a tool. And it is mm-hmm. like part of my calling is to educate and to encourage and to demonstrate and to activate what's inside of people to, to grow that gift inside of them. That gift doesn't come from me, it comes from God. But we recognize it. And then we can begin to help them grow, model it for them and allow them to grow or allow them to learn how to, you know, discover it and grow in it. And um, but also that gift has the ability then to to you know move out in greater measure and touch people that you never will. So it's it's the body of Christ coming into fullness. It's the body of Christ. And the word equipping there, as I said, it's like it does it does mean tools, but I think a better understanding of that word in the Greek is that it means aligning. So what it means is that those five gifts, pastor, teacher, evangelist, prophet, and apostle, or for the purpose of aligning. Mm-hmm the body of christ now what's aligning me it means being able to look at someone and help you find your place yeah because i believe we all have a place we all have gifts we all are needed the body you know the the scripture talks about does the hand say to the foot you're not important no we all i I need my two hands i need my two feet i want my two fingers i want my 10 toes. my 10 fingers i want my 10 toes all those things so there's a place for everyone in the body and those fivefold gifts have the ability to teach and impart and and help, you know, grow that gift, but also it has a the be- They have the ability to see where they fit in the body of Christ and then help them to get there yeah. to learn to function in that, in that capacity. Yeah,
0: Which you do so well. Thank and um, I had mentioned earlier when I was sharing a little bit that I had gone through your school and which you, um, you know, you kind of created, not kind of, you did, you mm-hmm. created a mm-hmm. school to teach and to equip and mm-hmm. to impart To people the gift of prophecy and um you did it for how many years oh my goodness um probably eight nine years i suppose i'd have to go back and actually
1: count but yeah yeah,
0: a long time and then you i came in and it was probably it's been about 10 11 years Mm -hmm. um that you did your last class Mm -hmm. and Um, but then here recently, the Lord's just been stirring it back up in you. And so you're getting ready to start. So, um, tell us a little bit about that. Yes.
1: Um, you're right. I, have gone for about 10 years of not teaching and I felt like that was a season that the Lord um, had me in that, you know, I was doing other things and whatnot. Um, and then this year, well, really toward the end of last year, 23, um, I felt like God said, now is the time to, to, to start the school again, launch it again. And uh, it's because I think that the body of Christ is being stirred. I think that God wants to increase and begin to utilize his people in greater measure in prophecy, being able to hear his voice, being able to to speak encouragement to people. And I think in days to come, that's really necessary. And so, um, yes, so we are relaunching the school. And in the past, we've done schools all over. Um, I've taught all over. I've taught at Red Grand College. We used it. we did a school there. I've been in, in uh, very traditional churches, actually, not just charismatic or Pentecostal churches, but but very traditional churches have had me come in and teach on on prophecy and prophetic ministry. We've done it in other nations. We've had schools in other nations. We had school in Romania. We had a school um, in Africa over the years. And so we've had schools in other cities. And we're actually, as we launch this one here in Shiloh coffee we're actually at the same time going to launch one um In Chicago, there's a gal there that um, I would call her an emerging prophet, and uh, I mentor her, and she's going to be facilitating the school as well there, so we're excited about that, and uh, so I'm excited, and um, I encourage people that if you feel like, yes, I have that gift, but I need to learn more, then you need to, to come to the school. If you're sitting there and you're thinking, I don't have that gift at all, then you need to come to the school. <laughs> because I don't give gifts. God gives the gifts, right? He The gifts, all, the good, good, all those good gifts come from God. But he gives them to us in different levels of, for better lack of a better word, power, ability, yeah. if you will. And so, but understand that every gift that we have can be increased. Mm-hmm. And the reason how it is increased is for, through two things. I think it's through uh, learning about it, education. So I have a school that I teach. I teach. I mean, I teach about prophecy, I teach what the scripture says. And the second thing is, is that there's a level of um, impartation, which means that when we're around other people, we, what, what they have seems to get on us. It begins to stir what we have inside of us. And, and Paul even talked about that. He said he laid hands on people and they received, you know, gifting. And so that has the ability to happen. And so it's, it's impartation. It's also association that we associate with one another and, you know, your gift stirs up my gift. I mean, as we're sitting here, we're both just excited Mm -hmm. because we're talking about it and it's stirring up what's inside of us, Elena. Um, but. Understand that a huge component is that in the school, we learn about it, but also we practice it. Mm-hmm. And and I know that might seem odd to some people like, what do you mean you practice something? Well, if, if your father gave you a piano, okay? And they put that piano in the middle of your living room. So it's there, it's obvious it's there, but you don't know how to play it. Or maybe you can only play chopsticks or Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> but you know that that piano has a potential to play greater music and it sound more beautiful and touch lives. How are you going to make that happen? How right. do you do that? You practice. You have to practice. That's exactly right. You learn, but then you mm-hmm. practice. And the more you practice, the better you become. Yeah. The more comfortable you become with it. And so in the school, we do a lot of practicing. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems intimidating, but we're all learning together. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a beautiful process and we have fun. It's not, it's not scary, it's not demanding of like now. You do this or else. It's simply we're gonna hear from God together, and we're gonna hear from God on on things that are gonna encourage this person you're sitting next to. Yeah. And it's amazing, but God will speak a word to you specifically for that person. And it may not make sense to you. You may you may get the revelation, if you will. You may get the download from God, but you don't know the application. You don't know what it even means, the interpretation, or how it would apply to their life. But if you just say, you know, this is what I feel like that God's showing me, and I want to share this with you. And then you may say, you know, I saw a picture of a dump truck going down the road, and I don't know what that is, but all of a sudden that dump truck then morphed into a bulldozer. And I don't understand it, but but this one, what, what I feel like God's showing me, it's a picture in my head. So I just want to share that with you. And then that person would say, oh my gosh, I know exactly what God is saying in that. He's saying that i have a load that he wants me to get rid of Mm -hmm. and then he's going to replace it with a bulldozer what's a bulldozer do they move things Mm -hmm. so god wants to use me to move things Mm -hmm. to push things to move things in the spirit to push people to help people get to where they are and so something that seems silly to you i see this picture i don't really understand what it means can mean
0: a huge impression to somebody else well, and I remember one time um, it was a word, like it was literally like one word and somebody was like this. I do not understand it, but just over and over and over, I keep hearing this word and I don't remember what it was, but the person literally started like sobbing
1: because mm. it was just
0: like, it's it gorgeous. was um, something specific that yes. the Lord had been speaking to them. Yes. And it was like, they knew exactly what it was in that yes. moment. And it was just like, that other person had no idea yes. i mean they were like i don't even know that i'm right like because all it's not it's one word yes and so it's just you know he changes lives in one word yes absolutely and you know
1: the bible says we know in part we prophesy in part so maybe you get that word of one of that part and then maybe they receive the other or maybe somebody else brings another piece of that puzzle And, um, you know, we can be at peace with that and we don't have to concoct the word or we don't dream it out of our imagination. It's a picture that God puts in our head, or maybe it's a dream or, you know, a vision, or maybe it's just that still small voice that, that we as believers have the ability to hear because we are his sheep and we know his voice. We know what he sounds like. And, but, but God uses it in ways that, you know, you might think God can never use me that way. And. I assure you, he wants to use you in ways that you've never even discovered. Yeah. And I believe that everyone has the ability because of what scripture says, everybody has the ability to hear God's voice. And I want to, I want to just emphasize too, because I know it seems maybe scary. Like you're thinking, oh, I don't want everybody knowing in my business or whatever. So prophecy isn't to uncover your right. sins. It isn't to make you feel worthless and shameful. It's to encourage you. And um, God will deliver those things and and teach you how to deliver those in such a way that it brings encouragement. And the other thing that I think is imperative in when we talk about prophecy is that every prophetic word must be filtered through the word of God, the Bible, Mm -hmm. and the experience of Christ and his crucifixion. Meaning that if it's not in the Bible, if someone says, oh, God said I can do this, and the Bible clearly says that no, this is, he calls sin, then you're in error. If right. you think you heard that, you're in error because the scripture is what we believe is infallible. It is the absolute word of God. Yeah. And so every prophetic word must be judged through the, the lens of the scripture and yeah. through the lens of Christ and what he did on the cross. And so with that in mind, it keeps us within those parameters so that we're not out there imagining things that, that or, or saying things that are contrary to scripture. If people are saying things contrary to scripture, it's not prophecy. It is false prophecy. It is a a missed prophecy. It is incorrect prophecy, but it's not the word
0: of God in that moment. Well, and I want to add too that, you know, like you said, you know, people might be feeling like, oh gosh, but then I'm going to go and they're going to know everything about me. First of all, that's wrong. Second of all, um, I think. I mean, it's literally just week after week, you coming in, getting encouraged and who doesn't want that?
1: Yes. yes, You know, when
0: you get, um, when you get a prophetic word or when you even just sitting in the class, even if it's a week that you're not doing the practicing and Mm -hmm. you're just teaching it's, there's so much encouragement. And I think the timing of all of it, like, as you were talking and things, I just was thinking like, the timing of all of it, you know, we're in an election year, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's going to be, you know, there's inevitable, it's Mm going to be so divisive and there's a lot of just negativity. And Mm -hmm. it's like how neat that he already has prepared this to be like, kind of like a safe haven for people to come to, to feel loved and encouraged um, in a year that we need it. Absolutely. Yes. And um, God's so, timing is always perfect. Yeah. Always perfect. Yeah. And so that would be my little like plug is, you know, if there's any part of you that feels like, oh, I don't know about this. Just think you of it as an opportunity for you to come and get encouraged and get filled up mm-hmm. and just be reminded every single week of how much God loves you and how you have a purpose. And to learn yourself, like what he has for you even more, because that's what you're doing. You're calling things Mm -hmm. out in people and saying, you know, this is what the Lord's saying to you. This is what he's speaking. This is what, you know, he has for you and things and just being reminded of promises, um, to combat the lies that are constantly coming at us, especially in a time when there's just going to be so much noise from the outside. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so for people who are interested how do they go about it yes. what will classes look like as far as um you know when they will be and uh how do they get signed up
1: yes so we're launching the class uh beginning in march march 7th of this year so it's coming up in just about four weeks from now i guess um and we're honing it into a coffee and we currently or we should have i should say i'm sorry that in the past we always held at the Soma building downtown um, and I plan to do that, although our classes is, is building in numbers. And so we might have to move it to open door church. It's not um, an open church. It's not a, a church function. So it's, it's like a prayer church. It's outside the church. But obviously we may you know, utilize our building for that. Um, it's on Thursday nights. It goes for 12 weeks. We have two semesters, one, one starting now and then one that will start in the fall. And it goes for 12 weeks. And it's held on Thursday nights, 12 consecutive Thursday nights and classes from 7 until 9 p.m., and uh, so it still gets you home in a relatively decent time at night, and uh, and we cover a lot during that time. We cover, like I said, you know, we'll, we'll talk about um, your own experiences. It's not just me up there talking and telling you a bunch of boring facts. It's not that. It's about mm-hmm. living life together and discovering this gift that's inside of you, and it's very exciting. It's very... It's very encouraging for everybody in the class, actually. It's great. So um, it's on Thursday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. And if you are interested, you can sign up a couple different ways. We have online registration. And you can find that on our website, which is called SOMA Schools. SOMA is S-O-M-A. Schools is plural, Dot scom Or you can find me on Facebook. And you can message me, Nikki Pfeiffer, P-F-E-I-F-E-R, And you can message me there, and then I can give you a link to that um, website if you need to. But we'd love to have more students. And it's interesting because I have students from um, all over Ohio, really, that come to this class. So not just from Open Door. I have students from all kinds of churches in Tualcoffy that are signed up. So um, it's a it's a real good mix of people with a lot yeah. of different experiences, a lot of different backgrounds, and yet yeah, we're all coming together because we want to hear God's voice better, yeah. and we want to be an encouragement to people. Yeah, and that applies to everybody, no matter what church or denomination
0: or however you grew up. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, um, yeah, I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage if there's if you have the ability to do it, do it because mm. you, um, you will be better for it. Your family will be better for it. Uh, our community you. will be better for it. yes, And the kingdom will surely be better for it. So yes. um, I am so excited. Like I, I said, it's, this is the thing that, that stirs me probably more <laughs> than anything. And so um, on a personal level, I am so excited mm. and um, cannot wait to see what the Lord mm-hmm. does. Um, so, so the practical parts Mm -hmm. of prophecy, you know, we talked and when I had shared a little bit, um, you know, how he'll bring somebody to my mind and I'll send a message or something and just the timeliness of it and things there's that aspect, but then there's other aspects where it's like, you know, he's just a really personal God and he speaks. And so the gift of prophecy helps in day-to-day life, you know, when you, um are at the store and you you know i've had you know him highlight somebody Mm -hmm, and be like mm -hmm. i need you to go talk to that person and um i remember one time being in bath and body works and uh there was this woman there and she was wearing a knee brace and i felt like the lord was like i want you to go pray for her Mm -hmm. and i was like nope (laughs) and um, i'm just here to buy (laughs) lotion yeah i was like nope and i had a friend with me and i had told her and i was like like i'm supposed to go pray for that woman and this was we were not at open door yet i was just starting to really even learn Mm -hmm. about this kind of stuff um but i just had this feeling of like go do it Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't know i and next thing i knew like i was on the ground praying for her Mm -hmm. and um it ended up being in a weird series of events. It ended up being Patty Lowry, huh. <laughs> and that's how I met her. <laughs> but um, it just was, you know, in that moment. I mean, I was like 19 years old, maybe, wow. and um, I love that. was just learning all of this. And it was to, you know, to just love on her. She was yes, a believer. Yes, she, believed yes, yes. she believed in healing. She believed in you know, all of the things already, so it wasn't spooky to her or anything, but Mm -hmm. it just it encouraged her heart that day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um and so, you know, there's the practical thing. So I want you, you are um the queen of storytelling. (laughs) And so one of the things too, I will put in this little plug too for the school. Um Nikki shares stories throughout all of this. And she talks about um stories, the funny stories of different things where um there's been missteps in oh, it. Yes, yes, and, I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yes, trust and me. um, and also just the really amazing, powerful times, and also just the simple times. Mm-hmm. So, um, you get lots of her stories. She's the best storyteller that I've ever met. <laughs> I think the you. only oh, person goodness. who compares to you is Alex, your daughter. Um, the <laughs> yes, way that you guys yes. tell stories is because they give all the details and they don't leave anything out. So it's just it's wonderful. So even if you come just to hear the stories. Come <laughs> for the stories <laughs> it's worth it I'll um but i want to i want you to share a few of those so tell us a few of um all of whatever you want i know i had asked you specifically to share one that relates to parenting mm-hmm. because the lord mm-hmm. is is good and he helps us to be better parents um but then if you have a few others that you just want to share of like this is how it's helped me through these yes years. yeah um
1: well you did um You know, when when God uses prophecy to speak to somebody, it's for the purpose of bringing them closer to them to Him. And uh, so God's desire when He speaks to you is to draw you back to Him. And and sometimes we get out of we get a little too far from God. We begin to, to misstep, and we begin, you know, to get away a little bit, or or you know, maybe our hearts just becoming distant from God. And He has a way that that he uses through prophecy those words to draw people back in and uh and on a personal level is that god has spoken prophetically to me first of all in ways that i'm not even creative enough in my imagination to even dream those things up but in those experiences in those moments in those revelations that he's shown me has been so powerful that literally can change your life it can set you on a different course it can confirm in your heart I'm not crazy, I have a purpose. God made me this way, which is an amazing thing in and of itself. And so God will every word I think is brought for the purpose of encouraging us, but also to bring us back to the Lord to draw us closer to Him, because ultimately God created humans to be in relationship with Him. Yeah, I know Adam and Eve they fell and all that and, and started the whole process of you know needing redemption in the Old Testament and Jesus coming, Christ being the fulfillment of the law to redeem us you know, back to the Lord. And it's God's desire to bring us to him. And and that's a beautiful way he does it. And, uh, okay, so there's two uh, stories that you asked me to share. So I will share these with you. And uh, just they're very on a practical level. So first of all, if you're a parent, you really need to hear from the voice of God, <laughs> as we all know. And, uh, you know, there were times in, in our children's lives, and I have three children, they're all adults now, they're all serving Christ, they're all Uh, married and have families and they're in a great place in their life but but they were kids and they were teenagers and uh and one time I will never forget this but it 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 is true is that um I was sleeping and it would have been our youngest Austin and we love Austin (laughs) if he's listening we love you Austin but um anyways um I was asleep it was late at night like in the middle of the night actually and um the Lord woke me up And I knew it was the Lord because I woke up and I was wide awake. And immediately the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, go check on Austin. It was like 2.30 or 3 in the morning. And, uh, And I recognized the voice of the Lord. I know how he speaks to me. I know the ways that he speaks to me because I've walked with him for a long time. And I recognize his voice. And so I made my way up the steps. And when I got to the top of the stairs, you know, 2.33 in the morning, he should be sleeping, right? The teenager, he needs lots of sleep. And I hear him on this phone conversation, and I will just say that it was not a good conversation. He should not have been talking to this person. He should not have been talking in the way that they were having this conversation. And, um, and God in his goodness sometimes will tell the parent, hey, they're headed in a path that I don't want, so we're going to pull them back in. And uh, and that's the love of God. And so um, I stood there for a moment and listened, and uh, and then I opened the door. And when I opened the door, immediately it was like and he closed. It, he he like he covered up himself, and 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 um, and I said Austin, and he was like, oh what 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 I'm sleeping. Oh what mom what? And I just said, get up right now. You're lying. You are not sleeping. You're having a conversation that you should not be having. Get downstairs. We're going to have a conversation with your dad. <laughs> and so we did, and uh, and it brought Austin into an adjustment in his life. You know, we shared with him. We shared why, you know, why why did God wake mom up in the middle of the night? Because Austin was headed with this conversation in a place that he should not have been and you know don't don't use your imagination y'all listen like oh my gosh you're gonna go rob a bank no nothing like that <laughs> but you know the enemy is slick and he's yeah. sly and he it's just one step away from god and then before you know it you're pretty far from god and uh god in his goodness will pull us back and that's what he did for austin so um you know we we were able to talk with austin and he repented you know and and we prayed together and you set him on the right path again. You know, just put him back a little adjustment, not a big, huge thing, just a little adjustment. So God will speak to parents that way. So parents, you need to hear from God for your children for sure. Um, the second thing that is just so practical, and it's a recent story, but I love it so much because it shows how God loves His children so much that He and He uses somebody else to to bless them and just to, to get their message across. So. Uh, maybe your viewers don't know, but our listeners don't know, but we travel a lot and we travel, uh, Mark and I travel a lot during conferences and meetings and such. And uh, we were at a conference in Dallas a few months ago in uh, October, actually. And um, when we travel, we have a little medicine bag with us. and We carry just like, you know, um, Tums and aspirin and Tylenol ibuprofen those things because sometimes we're in a hotel we get off the plane we go to a hotel in an uber and we're there the whole entire time in this you know a hotel or in a church during a conference or a hotel conference center and we don't even have an opportunity to leave to go find you know we don't have a car we don't have an opportunity to go find a you know a a, um, pharmacy or something if we need something so we carry a little bag of medicine and one of the things that we carry is laxatives and we do that because as you know, when you travel a lot, it has the potential to get off schedule and you can get yourself in, a, in a, a little bit of trouble. And so we always carry just the little arsenal of medicines with us. And so I was packing my bags to come back home from, from Dallas. We were done with our conference and um, and I was packing, I was keeping my medicine bag there beside my nightstand in the hotel and I picked it up and I felt impressed with the Holy Spirit so clearly his voice just said open it up and get out uh, six laxatives and I was like okay and I'm thinking this is different so <laughs> I opened it up the, the little package and I took out six and I, and I laid them on the count or on the nightstand and I just kept packing I packed the bag up kept packing the rest of my suitcase and those laxatives were still laying there I didn't know what I didn't know what I was going to do with them I'm going to leave them there for the, the maid or what I didn't know and, um, and anyways, when it was time to walk out of the room, the Lord said, pick those up and put them in your back pocket. I had on jeans, put them in your back pocket. So I thought, okay, I'll do this. I know the voice of the Lord. As weird as that sounds, I'm going to put these in my back pocket. And so I put them in my back pocket. And we go downstairs, and we actually have a little meeting with somebody. And then I go to the desk to check out of our hotel and when i'm there there's a gentleman there that's in our organization that we were there i'm doing the conference with and i said hey i'm so good to be with you guys this week and and you know are you guys going to stay what's happening with your wife she was there she's lovely beautiful person and he said man she's in so much pain i can't get her out of the room i'm like what what happened did she fall yeah i'd seen her the night before at at the service everything was great and i said did she fall is she okay what's going on and he said She is constipated. I know guys, sorry, TMI, but God cares about the little things. And so um, I said, oh, and he said, she is in so much pain. I can't get her out of the room. She can't even walk. She's been over. He said, I'm trying to find a way to get an Uber so I can go somewhere in this town. Dallas is huge to uh, find a pharmacy so I can get her some laxatives. Hello. (laughs) And I said, hold out your hand. And he held out his hand, and I reached in my back pocket and I laid those laxatives right there in his hand. And he said, Oh my gosh, this is a gift from God. And truly, in that moment, there was a need that hearing the voice of God now, I didn't speak prophecy, I didn't, you know, give him a word of encouragement, but how many, of you know, she was encouraged? Yeah. And so, <laughs> so, you know, God will use the simplest things that we think God doesn't, doesn't matter. God only cares about the big things. No. He cares about the smallest of things. When you have pain, he cares about that. If you can't go to the bathroom, he cares about that. He loves his children just even more than we as, as parents do. So God used that small little thing to be such a blessing to somebody. And it just tickled me. Like, I just loved it. It was like, yeah, God, you're so amazing that you care about the smallest of things. Yeah. And thank you that you let me be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. <laughs> I just you know, I was telling you before we started this whole thing, um, in my quiet time, I've been reading in Exodus about how, um, and that's where I am. And so it's, you know, all of these different times where the Lord spoke to Moses and how he had him come up on the mountain and he gave him the 10 commandments and just all the things. And then, you know, in the tabernacle and how they had to do all of these things in order to communicate with him. And it was this big thing and not everybody was able to, and, you know, Moses was the only one who was able to go up on the mountain and all the things. And it's just this morning when I was reading that, I was encouraged to know that, you know, now because of Jesus and because of all, you know, because of Jesus coming and, and breaking that and tearing that veil, we now get the opportunity to, you know to communicate with the lord and it's not this big crazy thing where he's talking through the thunder right. and through the right. lightning but he's able to talk to you about hey this person over here needs to go to the bathroom so yes. take some laxatives yes yes and yes. just how far we've come and how you know hearing the voice of god is so um You know, he's still that big God. He's still the same God that spoke through the thunder and spoke through the lightning and spoke through all that. But now he's so personal that he speaks to each of us about the smallest details of our lives. Yes. Yes. And so I just I love that. Um, Amen. I do too. It's amazing. So thank you for being here again. You're welcome. um, And for sharing. And is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap up?
1: Um, you know, I just want to encourage everybody listening. And uh, I know, you know, it's it's easy to hear some things like this and just immediately disqualify ourselves. We discount ourselves out. And uh, and I want to tell you that you're not disqualified. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't even matter where you're at in uh, your maturity level in Christ, because we all can prophesy. We all can hear His voice. And uh, we have the ability to hear and, of course, speak. And uh, if it's okay, I feel like I'd like to pray Yeah. Um, for those listening because I feel like in this moment there probably are people that feel like they're not qualified. And immediately they discount themselves. The enemy then begins to speak lies. Oh, who do you think you are? You've done this or you've done that. Or you know, you're you doing this or you're doing that. And um, God doesn't disqualify you. Yeah. So I just want to say just a very quick prayer for those that are listening. Yeah. But Father, we thank you, God, that you have um torn the veil that separates us from you and that jesus made that possible through his death and now we can come boldly to your throne we can come before you god and uh just pray and ask a request so lord i pray for those that are listening i pray for those that are listening right now that feel condemned in any way that they're not qualified or that god can't use them god those are lies of the enemy and i want to speak truth to them that god you have purpose in their life you have a plan for their life and you want to speak to them you want them to hear you clearer and god that you can use them to be a blessing to others so god i pray today that that the truth will sink deep into our spirits deep into our minds and we will believe what the lord says that god we can hear your voice we do know your voice we can speak to people to encourage them so lord i trust you In this prayer that you will do these things and accomplish them for your glory in jesus name i pray amen amen amen
0: well thank you so much you're welcome thank you for having me yeah thank you for being here i love you i love you i hope that you loved that as much as i loved recording it uh it really is one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done hands down, because, you know, when you're talking about something that you're passionate about, it just bubbles out of you and it's so exciting. And it's something I'm so excited about. So I hope and I pray my biggest prayer in this episode specifically is that, you know, if you are someone who believes You know you do hear god's voice you do speak what he says you already prophesy then i pray that you learn something from it i pray that um that the holy spirit would stir things within you and that you would begin to hear from him even more and that that gift would just be activated even more in you i pray that if you are someone who when you first saw this you were like "Mm, i don't believe in that but i'm gonna listen anyway i hope and pray that the lord worked in your heart and that if nothing else, that there's just a curiosity because the Lord will work with curiosity. He just wants our hearts and our minds to be open. And then he will he will speak and he will do what only he can do. Um, If you are interested in doing fire school, it starts um, March 7th, Thursday, March 7th, and I promise you, you will not want to miss this. I did the class uh, the last time she offered it. It was the very last time she offered it, about 10 or 11 years ago. And I'm not kidding, it changed my whole entire life. And so I invite you to go check it out. Go sign up, go check it out. It will be one of the greatest investments you will ever make into your life, into your ministry and into the kingdom, because what you learn and what you gain from it uh, will be what you're able to then use to bless so many people. So go check that out. And if you are able, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to sign up for the School of the Prophetic, uh, the fire school starting March seventh. And um, you can go check out the website. You can send Pastor Nikki a message. You can send me a message if you have questions. More than happy to answer. And um, yeah, that, that's all I've got for you. So I I will see you next week or you will hear me next week um, for another episode. And I'm really excited. I have some really, really good ones um, coming out the next few weeks. So stay tuned. and. Just have a fantastic rest of your week and I'll join you back here next week.